fuck were you thinking, Jimmy? I don't know what I'm thinking. Please, Lord, don't let him hurt my baby. Hurt him? Looks like they want to... Can you relax your triangle of sadness? That's like between your eyebrows here. Okay. A little bit more. Coming up, a review of the 2022 Sydney Film Festival for our August Tawny Frogmouth Film and Food column in this bonus episode. Welcome to the Film and Food Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Roberts, and thank you again for joining us for another Tawny Frogmouth bonus episode. Now, this Tawny Frogmouth episode is a little bit different because it is not a film and food column. I am actually going to give a bit of a wrap-up and review of the 2022 Sydney Film Festival, which did occur last year in 2021 back in November, but returned to its usual June time slot for the first time in a couple of years because of the pandemic and really this was a grand return to form for the Sydney Film Festival with some absolutely amazing films that they got from all over the world and I can't wait to talk to you about it. So if you don't know what this bonus episode is, it is a chance for me to expand a bit more on my usual film and food columns, which is a 500 word column with reviews of two movies, a TV show and a recipe all based on a theme that I get to do for the local Northern Beaches magazine, The Tawny Frogmouth. This is also published online, so it's available for everybody to read. I do a little episode each month to complement the column and give some more thoughts and reviews on the recipe and all of the things that I've been watching. So, of course, this time we're going to focus exclusively on the Sydney Film Festival because I have an article in the August Tawny Frogmouth, which is the review of the festival, including the winners and some of my own experiences at the festival. I'm really excited to share with you all the goodness from the Sydney Film Festival this year. But before we do that, I just want to say a quick welcome to the Film and Food Podcast. We celebrate all things culinary and cinematic in film. So if you're a cinephile or a foodie like me, this is the podcast for you. We do film and food reviews where we give a comprehensive review of a film or TV show plus give a film-inspired recipe. We do fantasy film and food drafts where we draft our ultimate film and food experience from a director's filmography or category of our choosing, plus a lot of different other episodes including our Tawny Frogmouth bonus episode. So much for you to go and check out. So subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting platform, follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and thank you so much for your support. Okay, before we dive into the Sydney Film Festival, I just want to remind you, we just had our latest main show episode, episode 24, a film and food review of Eat, Drink, Man, Woman, featuring Nick Charlie Key, released a couple of weeks ago. It's a really great episode with two film-inspired recipes for you to check out, so go and check that one out, and now let's talk about the 2022 Sydney Film Festival. So the 69th Sydney Film Festival ran across 12 days and nights from the 8th to the 19th of June 2022, showcasing the greatest, strangest, and most exciting works that cinema has to offer across all different venues and cinemas all around Sydney. 
This included over 200 films and events, including 12 films in the official competition and a number of films that were special presentations. They had international documentaries, features, the Documentary Australia Award was handed out, as well as the Dendy Awards for Australian short films. There was First Nation films, Voices of Women in Film, all sorts of restorations and art. It is just a fantastic festival that I really highly encourage everyone to put on their list on their calendars each year when it comes to June. Because if you're a cinephile, if you love movies, then this is often the first chance you get to watch some of the grand releases that are fresh out of Cannes Film Festival or that are going to dominate the festival circuit and the award season later down in the rest of the year and may not come to Australian cinemas for a long, long time. So you definitely feel that you're a part of an exclusive club when you get to see some of these top-notch releases for anyone else. So I got to experience a bit of the Sydney Film Festival myself. I would have loved to have gone every day and watch every movie, but that's just not the reality of life with a wife and baby and with a full-time job. But I managed to go and see two films that I absolutely adored, and I was so pleased that I got to go and see them at screenings. So I went and saw Baz Luhrmann's Elvis at the State Theatre, which was fantastic, as well as seeing the recently crowned 2022 Palm Door winner, Triangle of Sadness, at the Ritz in Randwick. And you're going to hear a bit from me, my sort of live reactions that I recorded after watching those films. So I'm going to include them and cut them into the episode in just a bit. But I want to talk about the award winners from the 2022 Sydney Film Festival. So the first prize that I want to talk about is the winner of the official competition, The 2022 winner of the Sydney Film Festival is the movie Close, directed by Lucas Daunt. This movie was also at Cannes and is getting great reviews, and it won a $60 thousand cash prize, which was presented at Sydney Film Festival's closing night ceremony, and adds to a great list of past winners of the official competition award at the Sydney Film Festival, which includes winners such as Parasite, On Body and Soul, Only God Forgives, Heartbeats, A Separation, and Bronson. Okay, the next award winner was the Documentary Australia Award for for an Australian documentary. And the winner was the film Keep Stepping, directed by Luke Cornish. So this award is supported by Documentary Australia and gives out a $10,000 cash prize. This film is about two remarkable female performers training for Australia's biggest street dance competition, in a tale of love, obsession, and the transformative power of performance. Then, the next awards were the Dendy Awards for Australian Short Films. So, these were established in 1970 and have been sponsored by Dendy Cinemas for the last 30 years or so. And so, the award for the Best Short Film goes to the film The Moths Will Eat Them Up, which is a film about a woman's ordinary train ride home at night, which turns into a terrifying game of cat and mouse with a stranger until an unforeseen force is summoned. This film also won the Ruben Mamillion Award for Best Director in a short film. So so definitely go and check this one out. I'm going to go and try and find this film whenever it comes out to watch it because it seems like it got really good reviews at the festival. The Deutsche Bank Award for First Nations Film Creatives provides a $20,000 grant to an Australian First Nations film creative to further develop their skills. And this person... Then the person that won this award is actress and filmmaker Kylie Bracknell. She's been in a number of TV series and films, films such as Stone Brothers, Friendship, Love and Loyalty, I Met a Girl, and The Gods of Wheat Street. 
So what a fantastic initiative, and I really hope she can go and do some great things in her career with this grant. And the final thing I want to talk about with the awards is the Audience Awards. These are voted on by the people who saw the films, the people who sat in the seats and watched it, and they're the People's Choice Awards, and they go to the Best Feature and Best Documentary. So the winner of the Audience Award for Best Feature is the film Evicted, A Modern Romance. This film is about freshly unemployed Maggie, gig economy worker Will, and feuding couple Isabel and May. With an impending eviction over their heads, they embark on a seemingly futile hunt for an affordable share house and encountering unsanitary toilets, attic kitchens, and alleged haunting all along the way. Sounds like a fantastic film and one that I didn't get to watch, so I would love to go and check that one out. And sounds really fun. No wonder it won the Audience Award. And the Audience Award for the 2022 Best Documentary is Keep Stepping, directed by Luke Cornish. We've already mentioned is the film about the female performers. So those are some of the award winners from the Sydney Film Festival. And that is the reason I like covering the Sydney Film Festival is because it inspires me to go and check out other films that I may not have heard of, may not be on my radar, and to discover some new filmmakers and artists and expand my horizon. So I know these may not be coming out for a while, but keep them on your radar, write them down, have them on your radar, go check them out when you can. And now I want to talk about my experience at the Sydney 2022 Film Festival. So I was hotly anticipating the film Elvis, which is Baz Luhrmann's new film with a star-making performance by Austin Butler. And I got to go and see this film in the State Theatre, which is an exceptionally beautiful Art Deco theatre in the middle of Sydney, right near the Queen Victoria building. It is a stunning, 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 beautiful building. It's a fantastic place to watch a play and also a great place to watch a movie. I was only able to get a seat at the very back of the dress circle, but no matter, this was a packed theatre, packed cinema, and it was just a glorious cinema-going experience. For more on my experience, I'm going to pass it over to myself with my live reaction recorded in my car after the showing of Elvis. Hello, this is myself recording after watching Elvis at the Sydney Film Festival. So I'm only going to catch two movies here at the Sydney Film Festival. That's just due to life with a full-time job and a family, but I'm really excited about the two that I've picked. Um, so this first movie is Elvis, Baz Luhrmann's new movie. It premiered out of competition at Cannes and got a big standing ovation stars austin butler and tom hanks um i saw this on a wednesday night and it was at the state theater which if you haven't been to the state theater it's a great place to watch a movie it's completely beautiful um art deco there's paintings on the wall and plush seating and um just an a the theater is absolutely stunning massive chandeliers and just this ornately crafted ceiling it's just a really great experience. Um, yeah, and Elvis, what to say about this movie? Um, it's epic. It's definitely epic. It's two hours and 20 minutes. I feel like I definitely felt the runtime. There's definitely some moments where you think it's sort of coming to an end and it doesn't. It sort of goes over the course of his whole life and you sort of realize that uh, it is going to go over the course of his whole life. But without Austin Butler, this film would not worth be watching. 
His performance, uh, he completely transformed into Elvis. He does all of his own singing. He's got an incredible voice as Elvis. He's just incredible. His physical mannerisms. Honestly, you just are viewing Elvis. You're not seeing anyone else. His performance is dynamite. It blows you away. It's amazing. It's incredible. And they're probably the best scenes in the movie when Elvis is performing because of the editing, the music, the overtopness of Baz Luhrmann's directorial style comes out in full force. And they're just dynamite. They're electric. They have you on the edge of your seat like you're watching the Elvis concert yourself. I think it definitely captures that hyper mania um, that came along with Elvis's concerts and performances, especially in those early years. But, you know, it's it sort of reminds me of a film like A Star Is Born in that I don't think it's perfectly scripted and I feel like it's quite messy, but you definitely feel like over the course of the film you are getting a picture of Elvis's life as it unravels and the messiness of the plot sort of resembles the messiness of his life and... Yeah, I sort of do appreciate getting the picture of the whole person. I don't know if we learnt necessarily anything new. Tom Hanks, I don't really know what he was doing in this movie. He has a really funny accent. I think he, I think that is true to his character, the real-life person he was playing. But, you know, it's very odd to see him in his makeup. Um, he's wearing a fat suit. He's wearing fat makeup. And compared to Austin Butler... You definitely didn't think Tom Hanks would be getting outacted, but I definitely feel like he was. The production level is amazing from all the different musical choices to the production design, the costumes. Baz Luhrmann goes all out. There's actually a great bit about seeing this screening at the State Theatre was that David Wenham, who plays the country singer, Hank Snow, I believe, at the beginning of the movie, a very famous Australian actor, he came on with the director of the Sydney Film Festival, to talk about the film and it was amazing to hear that Baz Luhrmann basically saved lots of people's jobs in the industry in Australia especially by filming all of this movie in Australia giving lots of people jobs and lots of craft people jobs who weren't getting government support during the COVID pandemic so that was really cool to see and like if I hadn't been told that I would no idea that it would have been shot all in America uh, must be a great blend of production design and visual effects and I think he does a great job and yeah so I have pretty interesting feelings I liked it I definitely liked it and I had a good time and I would watch it again I don't know if I love it I think there are some parts where it definitely drags and there's apart from Elvis I feel like you get a brief skewing of all of the different characters but yeah it's an interesting twist about focusing on Tom Hanks character who's Colonel Sanders and his shady past and how he influences Elvis. It's quite a tragic story. Um, and Elvis is obviously a very, very unique talent. And so, yeah, it's great watching the big screen. Um, I had a blast. It was great being back in a full theatre again. I haven't been to many movies in the cinemas lately with COVID and all other reasons. Just hearing an audience's reaction and laughter and applause and people just excited to see a movie. It's just an electric atmosphere, and I walked out on a high. This is definitely a great night. Um, I believe Elvis has already been out for a little while now, so please go check it out if you haven't already. Um, and, yeah, we, you're going to hear more in a second about the second film that I watched at the Sydney Film Festival. So, Elvis is currently been out for a little while in cinemas. So, if it's still in cinemas by the time this comes out, please go and check it out. 
It's Baz Luhrmann, it's excess, it's noise, it's cinema to its most grand and maximalist. And what a better way to do that than for the person of Elvis. It's got a star-making, absolutely sensational performance by Austin Butler as Elvis, and it will blow you away. So please, please, please go and check out Elvis. And so the other film that I went and watched was the recent Palm Door winning film directed by Ruben Oslin, Triangle of Sadness. And again, I have a live reaction recorded in my car after I went and watched this film. I watched it at the Ritz in Randwick, which is another fantastic and beautiful cinema, one of my favorite cinemas in Sydney that I really love to get to. I live a decent way over the bridge from it now, but it's really worth the trek to go out and see it. This was an absolutely packed screening. It was hot, but the film blew me away. It's already contended to make my top 10, let alone my top five of 2022. Depending on the quality of cinema that comes this year, it definitely was a worthy winner of the Palm Door. It was my first Ruben Oslin film, and I'm really keen to check out his other films, and it was a fantastic cinema-going experience. So here is my live reaction from watching Triangle of Sadness. Okay, Chris back here with another Sydney Film Festival movie review. So tonight I went and watched the Palm Door winner, Triangle of Sadness, directed by Ruben Oslin at the Ritz Cinema in Renwick, which is another beautiful cinema. And yeah, I think it lived up to the hype, I must say. I really wanted to catch this because obviously it won the Palm Door. I haven't seen... Force Majeure or The Square or any other Ruben Austin films, but I need to go and check them out now because this was an absolutely incredible and wild ride. At some points, it made me feel like I was watching another Palm Door winner, Parasite. Not only because it sort of has the same views of sort of taking down the crazy sort of influencer celebrity culture world, um, I guess taking capitalism down or sort of this Americanized, westernized culture that really uh, doesn't care about all the different classes, especially the lower classes that mostly do all the work. But just because of the absolute wild antics that occur in the second act, I'm not going to spoil anything for you, but we've already got a contender for the film and food scene of our 2022 film awards. Um, which obviously will not happen till next year, but boy, oh boy, were there some absolutely wild scenes in this. My theatre was laughing. I don't remember laughing this hard in a movie. It was hilarious. I was clapping in the third act. There was a, a moment, a character moment, where everybody in the theatre was clapping, and it was just one of the best cinema-going experiences I've had uh, lately. I haven't been to the cinema much but I seriously, I don't know when this movie's going to come out, but please, please go and check out A Triangle of Sadness. It's satire. It's this biting social commentary. Um, it's hilarious. It has something to say. It has a real gut punch of an ending. And I adored it. And I, I really loved it. I re I'm so keen to see it again. If you can and if you feel comfortable, go see it in a theatre because your audience will laugh its head off. And just seeing a, a theatre audience that was so ready for this film... There was laughter and applause, and it was just a wonderful experience. Again, I'm not going to talk much on spoilers. Maybe the third act is slightly weaker than the first two. Um, the second act is one of the best second acts I've seen in my entire life. It is 
just perfectly written. I think the writing in this film is so sharp. Um, I really want to see this get award season attention. Um, I'll be championing it all year. It'll probably make my top 10 unless the, the film year of 2022 is amazing. That's about it from me. I only saw two movies at Sydney Film Festival, but they were both fantastic. And thanks for listening. Okay, well, I don't really have too much more to say about the Sydney 2022 Film Festival, except to say that it is a always, always, always a treat to go and check it out. I would love to cover more of it as I move along, but it all depends on my circumstances at the time. But it was a privilege to see Elvis, to see Triangle of Sadness, and please keep those films on your radar. Please go onto the Sydney Film Festival website and check out some of the films that came out. There is a whole range of films that came from Cannes, great Australian films, all sorts of documentaries, all sorts of great, great cinema that you can go and experience later on when these films get released or find them online or however you can find them and support these artists. Go and do so. I know Sydney Film Festival relies on donations to run every year, so please, if you feel like it, go and buy a flexi pass for the next festival or go and donate to the Sydney Film Festival so we can keep having international acclaimed films coming to our own backyard and enjoying the cinema going experience and the festival experience for ourselves right here in Sydney. So please go check it out. Keep an eye on these films as we move into award season. Expand your horizons, go and check them out. And thanks for listening. Thanks to the Tony Frogmouth for giving me a chance to go and write about Sydney Film Festival and thank you to Sydney Film Festival. I'm a big supporter and a big fan. Add it to your schedule for next year. Make sure you don't miss out. It's really, really, really fun. So that about does it for this Tony Frogmouth bonus episode. Did you go to the Sydney Film Festival? Have you heard of it? Have you heard of any of the movies that we've talked about today? Or are you going to go and check them out yourself? If you enjoyed the podcast, make sure you go give us a five-star rating or review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Go and email us. Our email is fans at filmandfoodpodcast.com. That's fans at filmandfoodpodcast.com. Follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. The most important thing is to join the conversation. We'd love to hear your thoughts on the festival or any of the movies that you saw there. Until next time, goodbye and thanks for listening. Thank you.